Coming up, we're answering your questions on this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today, Rhino? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great because actually right now we are joined by a bunch of friends from our Patreon, uh, and they have been listening to us ramble on and on for way too long now, and they're also going to listen to us answer the questions, uh, hopefully along with a bunch of other people out there. <laughs> hopefully you're going to listen to us answer a bunch of questions, too, about Universal. And uh, yeah, they're going to throw some questions out for us. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully we will be able to help you better plan for an upcoming future Universal Orlando vacation. Actually, maybe Universal Studios Hollywood, too. Right. I feel like you've Maybe. been there 19 times in the past month, so you should be able to answer yeah. at least one or two things, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> okay. Well, that's great. So uh, we are going to get to that in a second. But before we do, I want to remind you that this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of one of the amazing Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no obligation quote. Okay, we are going to start off with, I'm going to say, a little bit of an easy one, uh, asked by Mary Jo. And Mary Jo said, which universal hotel is worth the money to stay at? Like, what's the what's the best one to stay at that you feel like is worth the money, Rhino? I feel like it's can be a little subjective with Universal because lately I feel like they've been doing a great job of adding a lot of like value resorts, but we've talked about it on this show quite a bit where, you know, the money that you would put in staying in one of their top tier resorts, which would be like uh, Portofino, um, uh, uh, Hard Rock or uh, their, um, I can't remember that I've already messed Royal myself Pacific. up because Royal Pacific. I meant the tier. I can't remember the name of the tier for what that is. But um premier but hotels. when you stay in when you stay in one of the premier hotels, what's great about it is that you get um, you know, express pass included with that. So like you have to factor in like how long is my stay? Am I here for five days or am I here just for like two days to experience Universal? Because if you're only here for two days, I feel like Express is like definitely worth it and then if you are here with four people and you want to express for all of them right there that value is like bare minimum 100 bucks for each person that you're already factoring in so for me like mentally i'm like that's 400 dollars off a hotel stay you know so like you gotta you gotta wait that with saying say you're gonna stay in like aventura you're not gonna get that sort of a of um of a benefit so like i think you personally have to ask yourself like what do you want to get out First of all, how much time are you spending there? And then, like, what do you want to get out of it? What type of person are you? Are you like a Craig where you want to rope drop? You want to be on every single attraction that that exists in the park? And there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, 
I feel like express makes your life a lot easier. If you are that type of person, if you're somebody who's like, I do what I do, it's whatever, it's fine. You know, I say, I, I, I have no real major issue with any of the resorts at, at universal Studios. So there's not one where I'd be like, you know, steer clear of that one or aim for this one. But I think like that is really a factor that you need to ask yourself because then it's like, well, I want to stay, which is the best resort to stay at if I want express, you know, that's one question. And then what is the best resort to stay at if express is irrelevant to me, then that's another question, right? Like, I feel like those enter two different categories for me. Yeah. I definitely will piggyback off of you a little bit. Uh, For me, I would say definitely if you're talking about a short stay and you are very focused on the attractions, then any of the premier hotels are going to be where you're going to want to look at. Uh, yeah. Just because once you really factor out the price, almost 100% of the time, unless you're coming alone, if you're a solo traveler, then, you know, add on $250 express and in a value hotel. And yeah, you're still probably going to be cheaper than one night at a premier hotel. But if you have two, three, four people in the room, then right away it's going to be cheaper to look at that premier hotel but also too uh to me it's very unlikely that you're going to spend a week going to the parks where you feel like you need express every day uh at that point in time i have to start looking at money as a factor with it unless you have deep pockets uh then go for it stay at one of the premier hotels but after that if you're looking at a week-long vacation uh if you don't have a car I would recommend then going to either Surfside or Dockside. The food isn't necessarily great over there. Uh, Ultimately, you're going to be traveling a lot to City Walk to be able to eat in the parks to to play. But, you know, the price is right for those. They are the cheapest hotels, but they are not uh, they're not decorated like they're the cheapest hotels at all they are they are comfortable to stay in having the picnic table in the suites is really nice i i i actually think there's a lot of value there the reason why i say if you don't have a car is uh there is a an issue with uh some break-ins happening in cars there you know they have security uh but it it still happens uh it's gonna happen anywhere you go so always lock your car don't keep valuables in sight but it's something that happens and you know you might say okay well i'll go to cabana bay and it's a lot safer in that case and maybe it is in terms of that but i've i know the feedback that i've been reading and seeing a lot lately from cabana bay which makes me nervous about us doing a review there is that they are having massive bug issues and roaches are oh no around the place and and uh you know there was one post I saw and I think the pass holder Facebook group where there was like blood smeared on the door <gasps> and they cleared that, they cleared that room ready for guests. So when you see stuff like that, that means there's something fundamentally wrong with the hotel. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't think I've noticed any of those problems at Dockside or Surfside in terms of a value hotel. Uh, so, yeah, it's just that one little caveat. And ultimately, I've parked there many times and never have had my car broken into so it's not an every time thing i just you know i worry that sometimes people come with vacation brain and they're like i can leave all my valuables in the front seat i'm at a theme park it's safe and it's yeah like, no it's still it's still any place i mean i think about that every time i park in the universal parking garages and they have cameras in there and security guards on bikes nonstop, just circling around i still don't trust people you never know what it's going to take for one person to walk past and say oh i want that <laughs> 
and take it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, premiere for a short time. And if you're focused on rides, otherwise go to Dockside or Surfside. I think it's actually, it's, yeah. it's worth the money that it costs. Um, I'm going to move and they're on not, to a question. And- Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I, I feel like what's great about the Universal Hotels is that, um, and in terms of those like budget friendly hotels, is that like you're not sacrificing space essentially for that. You know, I feel like sometimes when you, the, the lower you go in a hotel tier, the smaller the room gets. And I feel like they, you can get a suite pretty, honestly, pretty fairly priced um, in those two at those resorts. So I, I, I would never count them out. I agree with that. Uh, moving on to the next question. I don't want to stay on this one too long because I feel like we've been minion dominated for a while now. And without the attraction opening up yet, I don't want to hyper focus on it too much. But Gabe asked, what's our overall thoughts on Minion Land? Was it rushed? Does it need another ride on top of what's there? I'll say I don't. While it was rushed to finish it up to get something open in time for the summer with it, uh, it does not feel rushed. It feels 100 percent complete. Uh, I know, you know, the menus have been in place for the longest time and they really just needed to finish construction on the the dining options that are there. And they did. It's it, it looks fine in that way. It doesn't look rushed. Uh, I don't necessarily know if they need another attraction. You don't really have any space there for another attraction unless they start moving into like Blue Man Group theater or if they just decide to go against concerts and use the music plaza stage to add on there so i i think it's fine i mean unless you're talking about going into new york completely and taking over jimmy fallon and and moving in that way then of course you know throw in something new with minions but i i think i think it's fine for what it is it's cute kids are gonna love it families who enjoy the minions are gonna love it uh right now it, it's great for me the the hard part about it think the florida sun is going to decimate it over time and Mm -hmm. it's just going to feel so washed out and all the vibrancy it has is going to go away but that's just like any area in florida i mean i remember when springfield first opened up and it was beautiful and now you know you walk through there sometimes and you're like oh i miss i miss when it was so colorful before the sun just killed everything um, also the land technically has two attractions so i feel like it's not you know like I always think like Diagon Alley really only has one major attraction. So I don't know. And you know, it's two attractions and then character meet and greet and like the stuff. So I, I feel like it's like, it's, I, I don't want to, we love monsters, you know, here, obviously you even more than most. And I feel like we got a lot more than what we gave. I, does that make sense? Like yeah. I, I, and knowing that, Knowing that the major rumor, which I feel like if you follow like bio reconstruct or something like that, is that there will be a monsters area in the new park, knowing that that legacy is still preserved somewhere else makes letting go of one quick service location pretty easy for me to be able to be like, well, now we have this new thing, you know? Yeah. And uh, we've gotten a lot of questions, too, uh, about epic universe from Allison and and others and asking what we're excited about with epic universe i am so much looking forward to the monster section in epic universe Mm -hmm. i mean right now of course nothing's been officially announced with everything even though everyone knows every part of what's going into epic universe thanks to you know the aerial photos from bio reconstruct and our friend alicia just killing the coverage in terms of permits and everything that's going in so there are people out there doing the lord's work on helping us know about epic Mm -hmm. uh, but i am so excited for the monster section i 
I miss Monsters Cafe. I don't miss the food that was inside. I missed the I miss the intricate theming that was inside, but it was totally worth it to to lose that for Minion Land. And I am that's what I'm looking most forward to in in the new land. As much as I love Nintendo and How to Train Your Dragons cute, uh, I just I want to see Universal do justice to monsters because it felt like it felt like they never have before. You know, even with Halloween Horror Nights, it just it's never felt like they've given their all and like said, hey, we want to make something really good around monsters. And so I just can't wait to see how immersive that land is and and how it stacks up is. Is that probably your favorite thing that you're looking forward to, Rhino? I know because you've been to Nintendo land, so you've seen most of it. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I, f- I feel like for me, it, it definitely is the monster stuff because I, I'm really excited to look at like the, for me, like the last major theme park like built in, I feel like in my lifetime of understanding like theme parks being built would have been in the late nineties with, um, Animal Kingdom and obviously Islands of Adventure and, um, both of those like not having lived here, it was just kind of like, and being a kid still, you come by and you're like, Oh, new theme park. Like, so like, it's the first time where it's going to really be like, um, this is the, f- or I should rephrase it. This is the first major theme park being built since we've seen the level of these immersive lands uh, appear since, you know, um, Hogsmeade and then Diagon Alley raising that to another level. And then like now the back and forth between Disney and Universal about these like really hyper themed lands. I, I, I think it's, I'm ha- I'm so happy to see a monsters area going now versus like maybe years ago because I think we're going to get like a completely different type of experience than we would have gotten before and and yes I I have been to um Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios and I I will tell anybody that asks me I think that Orlando is going to have the best version in the world I think because we are going to have supposedly the rumor being you know just going off of that that we'll have the largest because we'll also have an extension that none of the other current theme parks that are having it built have which is like maybe a Donkey Kong area, if that comes to fruition, which well, I very much hope it does. The So the Donkey Kong is already added into our park, and it's coming to Japan. I don't believe Japan has oh, an extra okay. expansion pad, whereas Epic Universe is going to have one more expansion To add more later. Yeah, so I do think eventually oh, yeah. it can be. But uh, yeah, Japan is getting Donkey Kong, and we are getting Donkey Kong with it. Oh, great. Well, see, even better. That's that my, cause my main complaint over that in Hollywood is the space. This is very tiny. And, you know, um, I mean, I, I'm going to do another thing all about that land specifically. So I don't want to go into it too much about it. But, um, but I, I'm, I'm excited to see a theme park built. You know, we haven't had, you know, spent 25 years. So I'm, 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 I'm so excited to see something new built in this, like, whole new generation of types of storytelling and theme parks and things like that and see what comes from that, you know? And um, so I think like, I'm just excited for the park in general. And then also like in a like little hyper-focused area, it's like the universal monsters for sure, because I think that's going to have like the coolest theming. I cannot wait for it, but uh, this is a, a good a kind of timely question right now for us because uh, we are past July 4th. We're still in the July 4th week, and some of the big headlines from 
Orlando this week is about not just how hot it's been. That's been part of the headlines, but also how slow the theme parks have been. Disney's been extraordinarily slow. Universal has also been slower than average, too. And uh, that leads into this question where uh, where Amanda asked, barring HHN, do you think parks will be slower than normal this fall or do you think people are just waiting out for the end of summer? Uh I think, yes, Halloween Horror Nights is going to be busy like it is all the time, and maybe that will make Universal slightly busier, the same way that people still will come to Disney for food and wine and the not-so-scary and and their Christmas parties. But ultimately, I do think it's going to be a slower year this fall. I mean, Universal, I feel like, I feel like when I'm there, I don't feel the same sense of slowness that I do feel at Disney. But at the same time, I'm not going to say that I feel too like their parks are overwhelmed and everyone abandoned Disney to go to Universal. I, I'm i sure there are some people who've done that, but it doesn't feel that way to me like as, as a totality. Uh, ultimately, Universal has less hotel rooms, so uh, they can fill what they have in hotel rooms and then their partner hotels that are around offsite. Uh, and then they're they're looking at people traveling in from, you know, Disney hotels or other area hotels, uh, other, you know, Airbnb, stuff like that to get people into their parks. So they have parks that have technically a lesser, uh, lesser capacity, even though they might be hitting the same numbers, uh, in, in better than Disney in some cases. Ultimately, Disney could pack their parks a lot more than Universal could, but Universal right now is just so limited on the hotel space that I feel like I feel like with their two parks and then Volcano Bay and the lack of hotels, it, like it might seem like they're busier, but it's just Disney has so many hotels in those four theme parks. And then, you know, depending on the time of the year, one or two water parks plus Disney Springs and all their offerings. And it's just it's it's still so different. Epic Universe is going to change that that competition up a lot. But right now, Universal just doesn't have the size to be compared apples to apples with universal it's still in a sense an apples to oranges scenario but i think i think orlando in general is going to be slow through the rest of the year now which uh, is bad for us in the travel industry that are surviving based on people booking vacations but it seems you know we we've talked about it on our shows peach shared when he's been on uh anecdotally it seems like people are you know, not as much choosing theme parks right now through Dreams Unlimited Travel as much as they're choosing cruising, which is great because to us, it doesn't matter how they vacation. It's that they vacation. Uh, and we, we can always offer advice and services to, to anyone who's just looking to take that kind of vacation. But uh, yeah, theme parks, you know, they're, they're just slow. And, you know, Disney's making it very apparent how slow it is and i think we're going to start seeing the same thing for universal to an extent but that's just my take uh, I, uh, for people who live here for like people like us or anybody who's vacationing i'm always like i know people are getting focused well maybe they're asking so many questions because they want to know and then that decides whether they're like okay well it's slow we're gonna go because i'm like maybe the slower the better like I it's been so crazy busy for so long that eventually that like revenge travel had to crack. Like, you know what I mean? Like the ocean, it, it comes and it recedes and it, and it, and it, it, it comes back, it recedes, you know, it, that's just the way of 
that's the way of travel. So I just, I'm, there's a part of me where I'm, I'm very relieved to have a reprieve from it, but I, I agree with your assessment about the two parks for sure. Yeah. And I also know too, that a lot of people are back to international travel too, that, you know, felt like, Oh, I, I want to wait until it's easier or accessible to travel internationally. And now I know from like my friends that I follow, I have seen more and more posting that they're traveling to Asia, that they're traveling to Europe. And it's yeah. just, it felt like, you know, you would see the sprinkling of someone here and there that's like, oh, I'm going to Europe. Uh, but like, yeah, when, when that one cruise ship opened in Greece and like every influencer was invited to that, I felt like my timeline was nothing but Greece for like a week. And <laughs> I'm just seeing that more and more too. So it's, you know, the way the world is changing, but. Okay, let's move on to our next question here, and I'm going to loop two questions together, one from Dawn and one from Louise, and that is kind of about uh, Universal with families. So Dawn said, do you think Universal will be more appealing for families with younger children now with Epic Universe about to open and the new Minions Land? Louise said, have there been any rumors for what might replace Kids Own Area? Uh and that's how they tie together. So the replacement for Kid Zone will be a more dedicated DreamWorks section. So Universal Studios Florida is about to become the premier destination, I feel like, for for younger families, uh, specifically with what you have with Minions and then mm-hmm. what you're going to get with more DreamWorks. Uh, that's going to become a park that is just finally focusing and catering on some people with families, something that Universal has neglected for a while. But I also do think that that with Epic Universe, that's also going to add more into the mix yeah. too, because between uh Super Nintendo World and How to Train Your Dragon, like that's two other hitters that uh, I I think will be insanely popular. So uh, it's going to slowly morph where I feel like Islands of Adventure is still kind of dropping the ball in that way. But I'm okay if there's one park that feels, you know, like it's, it's not necessarily catching up because ultimately that is still part of universal shtick that it's, you know, we, we focus on, thrill seekers and family but they're also smart enough to know like hey we also do have to capture this demographic so i think they're doing it in a very calculated way and then we'll see how texas goes i i don't think they're done there there was another question asking you know are are they going to expand overseas are they gonna take back the the park in spain i think I don't I don't think there's anything that's not on the table i i wouldn't be surprised in the next you know, two or three years if we don't hear about more domestic little parks Mm -hmm. or hotels or experiences in that way, like we already know for Vegas or for Texas. So I think I think that that floodgates about to open at some point, too. But Universal, without a doubt, is definitely moving towards a more kid friendly area. I don't I don't want to necessarily say it's because of Epic Universe, but if they can say their parks are more kid friendly and then Epic Universe opens up. I think that will get even more people to give it a shot, knowing that Universal is now for more than just teens and older. It's now for true, true families of all ages, which that's a great thing. I mean, if if you want to grow, you have to grow in every way. And for that, for them, that means they've got to grow into uh, a different demographic of a younger audience as well. 
which might not be popular for everyone, but you know, we'll still have our moments. We'll still have thrill rides. We'll still have Halloween horror nights. It's still a different part. I, well, I always think like that's the that's the caveat of it all, right? Where you're like, oh, kids, like, but then you're like, well, Universal has catered uh, to that like teenage and above demographic for so long that it is. I feel like in their um, four sector or whatever that whatever the thing is, the four quadrant thing. That's the one where they lack the most. You're like, I guess the kids need time to whatever. But, um, but I mean, I'm, ex- I'm still excited for it. I'm still excited for it too, because like as somebody who grew up, you know, on that thing where I was very fortunate to be able to have visited when I was a child, but it was like moving heaven and earth. And, you know, I, and it was only because my great grandmother lived down here, but it was one of those where I'm like, I think it makes it so much more accessible for people to ha- be able to have that sort of experience. And then it becomes, they're smart about it. Cause then you're now investing in this whole new generation of people where now they're like, they have that foundation of being like, but I always went to Universal when I was a kid. So I want to go as an adult and I want to do like, it grows with you. And yeah. so it stays with you. And then you pass it on from generation to generation. I'd love to see something in like maybe mid, mid, uh, the Midwest or like the, the Canada, somewhere up in Canada right there. Something Michigan. would be interesting. Michigan. Yeah. Something, you know what? I've dreamed of a cold theme park my entire life. So. Yeah, I, I I think that would be a solid spot as much as I should never say the words Michigan. I should never let it come out of my mouth. I, I don't ever want to visit there. But to me, that makes sense as a spot to to do something. I think that would be be a great area because you're going to hit, you know, obviously that state, Ohio, some Pennsylvania could mix in there, Indiana, not necessarily far out of the way for even Illinois. Like it's it's reaching a, a big group and then pretty accessible to Canada as well, too. So it seems like a, a decent spot. And we know that, you know, Ohio has a couple couple big theme parks, amusement parks with Cedar Point and and with uh, Kings Island. So it's, it's definitely not a bad area. But with anything that Universal does, they're going to have to look around for the, the year-round aspect as well. I hope. I hope they don't get into seasonal parks as they move around the country. I want to – I still want to find parks that are open all year, have what some sort of offering available all year. But I know that gets tough with – with bad weather in places and that's you're going to find bad weather in the north but uh, we're going to do a fun question here a little breakaway rhino if you could bring back a classic universal attraction what would it be (sighs) i don't know if we've actually ever answered this before i feel like it's one of those ones where we've had to but at the same time i also don't know um i feel like i don't know that i would i i i for me, I think it would be the it would be the Back to the Future ride. Um, like I don't, I like the Simpsons. I think the Simpsons are very funny. But you know, I I feel like there's always this rumor floating around now with anything that ever Disney acquires, and then Universal already had it. Like with Marvel, the same thing happened. Is that that rumor being like, well, they they'll eventually get rid of the Simpsons because now Disney owns it. And blah, blah blah. And who knows if that'll ever happen? But like, you know, I'd be like, there's your opportunity to turn that ride back into that old ride. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'd, I'd kind of like to see a new version of it, like built. But I think for me, that's like that's just because when I was a kid, that was the ride I did, and I was like, I'm so brave. I can't believe I did that ride. Like I'm awesome. And that was like real. I just went through time. Like wow. And because I was always like a very scared kid of coasters or anything like that. And it was nice to have that like medium ride where 
you know, you could feel brave and um, I don't know. So for me, I think that's where I would say, mm. I, I think for sure it would be that one. Yeah. So that's a, it's, but I don't want to sacrifice me. Simpsons. I don't want to sacrifice Simpsons for it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it, it's a very tough question. And like part of me does say back to the future too, because that's one of the ones I never got to experience besides the Blu-ray DVD special features. Uh, obviously I never got to experience confrontation and I, I feel like that's up there on my list, but I also don't mind uh reign of Kong. So I'm, you know, I know it's not the same and it's probably a step down, but I feel like I still get my Kong fix. So that's good enough. Uh, Jaws, I miss it, but ultimately I know operationally how much of a nightmare it was. So uh, that's and it took up a lot of land to be able to do an attraction like that, that I, I just wouldn't want to lose. So then my mind goes to like Ghostbusters show. Do you bring that back with a new generation? Oh, I that's mean, a good one maybe too. I'm not necessarily sold on shows as it is so i am still not confident on saying that so uh for me if I, I this is like pure speculation but i i i i'm okay with the fantastic beasts movies i'm not necessarily sold on making it an entire theme park section for epic universe so if i could go back in time and have an influence on them i would have said don't ever build uh hagrids in the spot that it's currently in i would have said in in that space keep dragon challenge keep universal like a super heavy thrill park ride uh you know do the track replacement that it needed and the chain replacement and all the little things that it needed to do to to be a good working ride again put all your investment into that have that stay there and then with epic universe they could have put Hagrid's into that park. And I know there's a lot of roller coasters in that park already, but it would have kept in classic Potter, which is something that I feel like Universal is better off investing in versus Fantastic Beasts, because we all know that those movies won't probably uh, get made at this point in time. So rather no. than focus on a part of your franchise that never seemed to work out, you could have added on. No one would have been like, you can't build Hagrid's over there. You have Hagrid's hut already at flight of the hippogriff. It, it all could have worked. It, it could have been perfect. And they could have come up with a couple little other things that may be on the uh, darker side of things over in that park. So I, if I could do that and change it around like that, I would say bring back Dragon Challenge, move Hagrid's over to Epic Universe and leave it at that. But maybe I'll be biting my words one day and Potter will be amazing in Epic Universe. I don't think so, though. Um, hmm. uh, we already I feel like we already kind of answered this question, but I know Rachel's asked it a couple times. So I want to make sure that I I pinpoint it. But Rachel asked, do you think Portofino Bay is worth the extra cost? And that goes into what we talked about with Express. I mean, if it's worth that extra cost, if you are, you know, if you want that Express Pass and you're planning on hitting the parks and then you want to have a comfortable place to sleep at night. But uh, with any of the hotels, Look at that pricing because, uh, you know, sometimes I am just sitting around looking at sample pricing and you will see Royal Pacific and Hard Rock be way more expensive than Portofino. So I know Portofino is considered the most luxurious, but it is a little bit further out than those other two hotels. So uh, it's not always the one that is the most desired. And because of that, sometimes you can get better prices on. So uh, it's if you 
need that express pass, it is definitely worth it. Any of those premier ones, again, are worth it. But don't assume it's going to be the most expensive. It can be at times, but uh, you can also, if the other hotels are busy, then you're going to find deals on it. But uh, one question I'm going to throw out to you, Rhino. I don't know if you're going to have a lot of thoughts on this, but uh, it's something that I think is interesting to both of us as being not really water park people. But with Volcano Bay uh, Cabanas, would you consider them to be worth it or not? My answer is no, because there is nothing worse in my imagination than going to a water park and just sitting in a cabana and doing nothing. But that's the kind of person I I can't just go sit and relax. I don't, and I also don't need a spot that's reserved and extra service. I'm not a bougie guy. Just give me a <laughs> give me a place to sit my stuff where I know it's not going to get stolen, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think that's really how I am too, because you're paying all that money to go there and I like want to do the attractions, right? And like that's going to fill up most of my time and, and things like that. But I, I mean, I know that's not for everybody. Some people, it's just like, cause, cause I'm also like one of those people who are like, I'd rather go to the water park than the real beach. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like if you're one of those people who's like, who's that mentally is what you're doing where you're like, well, it's like the beach and I don't need to do like water slides or whatever. I think it's good for you for sure. But yeah, I, I I'm, I'm with you. Like I'm not a super bougie person in terms of that. And so it's like, I don't know my friend, my friend was visiting like a year and a half ago or something like that. And um, they did one. And so I like, I went and saw them and I was around there for a little bit and it was nice, but it was also one of those where I was like, they didn't, they weren't like going on rides. They weren't doing whatever. And I was like, okay, I was like, I guess this works, but it's just a way, I don't know if you're just a loungy person and you're just going to go in like the, the river or whatever, or stuff like that. I think it's good for you. But if you are somebody who's like, I'm going in and I'm doing every water slide, every single thing, I'm going to do it multiple times. I no, it, again, it's one of those, it's that question of like the hotel room. Does the hotel essentially matter a ton if you're not in it at all? You know what I mean? Like, d- then doesn't yeah. it just have to be comfortable to sleep in? So, like, that's, I think you just have to ask yourself, are you that type of person? Because for some people, it's, like, the only way to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, not to tie it into Disney, but there are the people who will go on a Disney Cruise Line vacation and say, like, oh, if I don't get a cabana at uh, at Castaway Key, then I'm not getting off the ship at all. And it's, like, there are. Yeah, is so much room on that island that even when you're on the bigger ships, you still don't bump into people. You don't feel like you're crowded just being in the normal areas. Everyone is coming from the same ship. You don't have to worry about, you know, getting your stuff stolen, people moving your things around. It's it's not that type of place. Like, I just don't get that at all. Yeah, you get the service with the cabana. You get someone who's waiting on you. You get that privacy. But to me, it's like, just you're there to enjoy something at Volcano Bay. I I just can't imagine being there and being like, I just want to hang out at the cabana all day or even spend most of my time in there. It just it's one of those things. I feel bad. I can't really talk about it firsthand because I can't process it. It's just so against my nature of of cabanas in general. I've I've never understood it. It seems like it's one of those luxury things that uh, that some people choose as a status type option of like. I need everyone to know how fancy I am because I have a cabana. It's like, well, no, it's most people aren't looking at you or if they are, Mm -hmm. they're just wondering like, how much did that cost? Was that actually worth it? So 
I just, to me, it's not worth it. I'm not judging you if you get it, but that's, uh, you know, we all vacation very, very differently. But uh, right now, I'm going to choose maybe one or two questions. We're going to kind of wrap this up here, but uh, there there was a question about Halloween Horror Nights, so I feel like we have to throw something in mm-hmm. because uh, it's one that's been on our minds a lot. I was hoping that when we were recording this show today that we would get a Halloween Horror Nights announcement, and then we would have have an extra show for next week already to go to, but uh, still hasn't popped up yet. So uh, Shelly asked, any thoughts on why there seems to be a delay in HHN announcement so far this year? I feel like we knew more early in previous years. And I can only speak a little bit about this because sometimes I hear things that I shouldn't hear and I don't want to repeat them. Uh, but I it, there's seems to be a lot of in internal complications and i'll just put it that way like i I think we talked about when we did our last of us episode uh mentioned the fact that you know that was they they had to jump through legal loopholes to to get that house and then to get to the announcement and make it a reality and i don't know if that's the case with other intellectual property houses uh that is slowing things down but i would imagine that you know it's all played into it a little bit. And, you know, the announcements are going to come eventually. And I think just like we mentioned on that episode, it would have been great if they would have just announced some original stuff in between now and then just to have it. But, uh, you know, they just uh, the the great people who put out the speculation maps just dropped an extra one. Uh, I think it was yesterday, actually, and had like strange yeah. things on there now. And there was one other big exorcist. Which that kind of caught me off guard. That yeah, that was there. that was the twist. I was like, yeah. "What?" Yeah, but I forgot. I completely forgot that I think there is a new. Isn't Blumhouse doing like a new series of Exorcist movies where it's like a direct? It it they are. It's David Gordon Green is doing it. He's doing oh, no. a direct. The same thing <laughs> he did again. with Halloween, direct sequel to <laughs> Exorcist One. And I'm like, I thought your first Halloween movie was good, and then that was it. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll limit it to one Exorcist movie after that. But I mean, how many? I, I uh, hate to break had? it to you. No, it's it's a trilogy. I think they already announced a trilogy. So, well, shoot, I didn't hear anything about this. So <laughs> this is all news to me. I, yeah. uh, you know, I would hope it would just be based on the classic Exorcist again. And, you know, I, I feel like as they uh, they they revisited Halloween the you know they did the first halloween house in 2014 and then we got a revisited a different take on halloween and i I felt like it was different enough that it worked and the first exorcist house i felt like was a success because they you know they said their challenge with it is how do you take a movie that basically takes place in one room and keep it interesting the whole time and they found a way to do it because that house was awesome uh so i would love to see how they approach it differently now that it's years have passed by i would you know i I, i'd like to see if maybe they explore uh more areas that do take place in the movie outside of the house do you look for different angles do you how how do you interpret it in a complete different way so i wouldn't be mad if uh that would have been if that ends up being part of it but yeah that's also too where i start seeing you know maybe this is what's slowing things down because exorcist is even if it's if it's associated with the blumhouse ones i guess that would be easier but if it's associated with the original that is warner brothers i believe if i'm remembering correctly uh i can't remember 
I'll um, have you look that up then real quickly. I think that's Warner Brothers. And then uh, ultimately, you know, any relationship that that uh, Halloween Horror Nights has with Netflix, I feel like is kind of strained. So if they are trying to pull in Stranger Things, I feel like they're probably, you know, they're probably running into legal issues again with that. That's really uh you know putting the pressure on them so between if they have to work with netflix for stranger things uh if i'm correct in my assumption that they have to work with warner brothers yeah warner brothers exorcist yeah yeah, then i mean that's if if you're having those two intellectual property houses after dealing with last of us and then working with those two you're you're there's a lot going on to get these intellectual pro uh, intellectual property houses off the ground I don't know. I, I just looked it up too, and the the new Exorcist movie comes out October thirteenth, twenty twenty three. So I, I, it's crazy we haven't seen a trailer, but it's, it's got Ellen Bernstein in it, Leslie Odom Jr., and they say Linda Blair's in it too. So I don't know. I but I don't I don't know. I mean, they've done that before, exactly like what you said last year. Was it last year or the year before? But they did the Halloween House, but it, it was revisiting the original, even though the new movie was literally came out last Halloween. And so, yeah, so they never did one of the new movies. And so that's kind of the crazy, that is the crazy part where it's like, I don't, it could be anything, but it's, it, it, I I had that same reaction where I was like, what? Yeah. And they, they never, they never do usually movies that haven't been released yet. It's always been like, you know, they, they've had a little bit of time to breathe before the houses are created with them because like what, uh, with, um, Last year with uh, with the black phone that came out around like June, right? June or July. Yeah. It, so yeah, it, a it, couple was, months it was definitely to like a summer pre summer. Yeah. Yeah. But like when they did uh, when they the only time I can really remember them doing something before it was out yet was the one year they did the horrors of Blumhouse. I want to say it was when they did Insidious, the last the the key, the whatever the uh, the the fourth insidious movie was or third yeah, something movie. with the key. And it was like, the yeah, no, I think the fourth one was the key. No, the, well, well, the insidious, insidious movie is comes out, out on Friday. Yeah. No, that's the fifth one. Um, there are right. There are two <laughs> movies and then two prequels. And this is the fifth one. I, I can't keep it all together. I've seen all of them and I love them all. I love one and two. I've only seen one and two. So, but this, but, the third, the new one is a continuation of one and two. So you don't have to have seen three and four. I don't think yeah. it matters because those are both about the, the exorcist lady. Yeah. But anyways, with that, I, I, you know, that's the only time I can think of really where they made a, a, a house based on a movie that hadn't been released yet because they used some imagery from the other movies. Oh, that's but true. It was like yeah. they, they did openly have that. I'm sure it's happened a time or two, you know since since uh, since then or before then that i can't remember but usually they try to stick with what's already been released so they can avoid that you know avoid having spoilers in a house for a movie that hasn't been released yet so uh i i feel like if it is exorcist it won't be this new one it will be the original but you know the the people who uh, run the social media the hn nightmares that post the speculation maps that are awesome and i love every time they do it because it just drives so much conversation uh it's it's awesome every time they release another one because it feels like 
it feels like Christmas morning for Halloween Horror Nights fans where you get to be like, yeah. ooh, maybe that could come and maybe that could come. Uh, they're the first to say, like, no, this is it's specula- speculation maps that we make based on what we're hearing. It could all be false. It could all be wrong. We just put it together. It could all fall through, too. Resources. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's already changed so much since the first one this year that I don't I truly don't know what to to expect with it. But if it's if it's some of these big names, I can understand why it's taking longer to get there. But, you know, if it is also some of these big names and in movies and TV shows, then it could be an epic return to Halloween Horror Nights after not so great year last year. A fine year last year. An okay year. A year I probably could have taken off. But I was also constantly worried that my wife was going to go into labor at any point in time. And I can't be gallivanting around Halloween Horror Nights. But that was just me. Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm. I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I it was, it, it'll, it, it was, uh, it, it, I will say it again and again. I think I, I had my, a peak year, like 2019. And, um, I'd like to get back to the, like that sort of that vibe, but I appreciate always every year is a very different type of vibe. And that's what I love about it. Uh, here, here, Rhino. And we still have a lot of great questions, but we are running out of time. Unfortunately, uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, gems here though, that I know we'll be able to use for a question and answer in the future, or just do full episode ideas out of it. Like really getting in the nitty gritty and, uh, breaking down express pass versus Disney's genie and lightning lanes. And, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be a fun topic that we will have to hit at some point. We'll have to bring out a travel agent for that one. Uh, but, we are out of time for this one, so we are going to have to say thank you for your questions, but no more questions. We are now done. So uh, thank you, everyone, so much for taking the time to listen and watch this episode. We truly appreciate it. You know, We do it for you, and we hope that it truly did help you plan your upcoming universal vacation and if you want to support us more book a vacation through dreams unlimited travel uh if you're watching this on youtube hit the thumbs up subscribe to the channel leave comments questions video suggestions in the comment section if you're listening to this subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and if you can leave us a positive rating and review that would also help uh but ultimately you choose how you want to support us just watching does support us so thank you very much and uh with that i will say thank you to rhino Thank you. And thank you to everyone again. We will see you again real soon with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. Yeah.